Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. All right, if you would take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm. Psalm, the 31st chapter. And uh, as you do, uh, just share with you a, a tragic happening uh, this uh, a week ago. Gary Martin went into a local Circle K uh, convenience store as he did most every day to buy a pack of cigarettes. And uh, the store clerk said he seemed fine, but hours later, he learned that he had been fired from his job and he shot five of his co-workers to death. One uh, was Josh Pinkert, uh, who sent his wife a text. He said, I love you, I've been shot at work, and he did not survive. Leaving his wife and three children, uh, Vincent Juarez was a father of three and a grandfather of eight. Russell Beyer uh, had a daughter and a son. Uh, he would have turned 48 this past Thursday. Clayton Parks left his wife and a young son. And then there was Trevor Weiner. He was a student at Northern Illinois University who began as an intern that day at work. And he was scheduled to graduate this May. We hear things like this all the time. Sometimes we become numb to them, but it's just rapid fire coming into our lives. And, and the reality is whether the issue is crime or violence, disasters, disease, tragedy, when we look through the future, when we look to the future through the prism of the present, present time, it's easy to abandon hope. Matter of fact, we see the psalmist in Psalm 31. How many times do we see him crying out to the Lord as he does here in these verses, verses 9 and 10, where he's saying, Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and my body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. Now, this description probably doesn't fit too many of you that well today because you're here. I mean, if you were in this particular condition and this much uh, despair and anguish uh, and distraught, you probably will, you may not be here, but it may be that you, you know, you can identify because we all can. The truth is, is that we all find ourselves experiencing tragedy and pain, uh, disasters, disappointments, uh, to say the least. And yet today, as we come to to look at God's Word, there's a reminder that He doesn't want us to look at our lives or our circumstance, you know, I mean, our future based on our present. A matter of fact, He wants us to see just how enormous of a God He is and that He's so much greater than our pain. And as I, as we talk about pain today, I want to, I want to broaden that to talk about problems, to talk about tragedy, to talk about major disappointments in life. God is so much greater. Than that. And matter of fact, he even uses this, not that he causes his, he, he is not the cause of that, but he uses these pain 
that come into our life in order to demonstrate His great love and His purpose for each of our lives. At Crosspoint, we, in our class 101, we, we talk about how God has created our church and each of our lives for five basic purposes. You know, we're created to worship. We're going to worship. And it may, uh, you, we can worship God or you can choose to worship somebody. But He created us to worship. He created us also to, to fellowship with one another. Uh, to have fellowship with God and have fellowship with one another. He created us uh, to become more like Jesus. And that's why we talk about one of our purposes and our functions here at Crosspoint is discipleship. It's the reason we gather in groups. That's the reason we get to, uh, uh, together and sit with one another and, and allow God to speak to us through His Word. But He also created us to, to serve and to minister to people. And, and that our lives will not be fulfilled unless we're doing that. But He also made us for mission, that we are all going to be on mission. It's not just listed on that green slip uh, there in our bulletin. We are all created uh, for mission. And what we want to look at today, what I want us to look at today is how God uses even the pain of our life in order to accomplish His purposes in our life. He's so much greater than our pain, our problems, our troubles. So what I want you to do is to think about, you know, the, the things that you wish hadn't happened in your life or, or the disappointments in your life, or maybe it's a struggle uh, that you're going through right now. And it could be uh, a family issue. It could be a relational issue. It could be an emotional issue or whatever the case is. But God wants to remind you that He is so much greater uh, than your pain. The, the verse there on your bulletin, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So in all things, God's got a good plan. Not all things are good. There are a lot of pains. There are a lot of disappointments. There are a lot of problems that come into our life because we live in a broken world. But I think He wants to remind me and you today that, again, even in the midst of this, He doesn't want us to get preoccupied to where our focus is on the pain or our focus on the problems, but to be able to press through that. And so my prayer today is that He would enable us to see past all of the pains, the problems, whatever it may be that's going on, and get His perspective on each of our lives. Let's pray and ask Him. Father, we do thank You for this opportunity that we have today just to come into Your presence. And we ask that today that You would enable us through Your Holy Spirit uh, to see that You want to use whatever disappointment, whatever pain, whatever problem, whatever difficulty, whatever sense of despair, whatever tragedy that's come into each of our lives, that You are greater Lord, I pray that by faith that we would embrace that truth and not waste the problems, the pains, and the difficulties. That we would not become bitter, but Lord, that we would become so much better because of Your presence and because we are demonstrating and declare that our faith is in You. Lord, we ask that You empower us to see as only You can see today and that we would obey and follow You. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, in the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul uh, was dealing with a, a lot of stinking thinking. There was a, there was a lot of, of wrong theology. And, and, and you know, they were, they were followers of Christ, but there was a lot of difficulties that were coming in there and they'd face and they'd overcome a whole lot. And so Paul had this to say. It's the first verse there on your outline. He says, did you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? 
Is it not yet? It is not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep this up. You know, if you keep following the, the uh, wrong thinking, if you keep not following Jesus, but following uh, these uh, wrong beliefs, these, this thinking, thinking, then, then it's going to lead you into a sense of tragedy and, and wasting what has gone on in your life. So as, as we look at this, uh, what I want you to do is, again, just allow God to bring to your mind, you know, what, maybe it's a challenge, maybe it's a difficult, maybe it's a problem that you're facing, uh, and maybe the problem is not in you, but it's, you know, somebody to sit next to you. I'm kidding, don't do that. Um, you know, what, what, think about the issues that are going on in your life and just say, God, I want, I want you to use that as only you can do it. Uh, for good. So these are five purposes that we see God has in our life and how He can use the pain uh, to do these things. Number one, I can use pain uh, to draw closer to God. God wants me to, to draw closer to this, to Him in my pain. You know, when anything bad happens in our life, we all know you, we can run to God or we can run away from God. But uh, how many times have you heard when you shared some disappointing uh, or tragic news with somebody, they go, oh, goodness. You know, it's like a, a, almost a natural deal for us to turn to God, to, to look to Him. The first person that, that so many people instinctively cry out to is God. But it is an opportunity for us to turn to God in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our disappointments or whatever may be going on in our life. Draw closer to God. Um, we could go. We could just take time this morning uh, because there's so many people here that have faced very difficult situations, uh, fearful situations, tragic situations. You know, emotionally, physically, relationally, uh, financially. So many, so many ways. Who have uh, in in the pit and in despair have turned to God and found out how amazing God truly is. And it was pain that led them to experience the goodness of Jesus Christ. How do we draw closer to God uh, whenever we're uh, like David in, in this psalm, whenever we're distraught, whenever we're miserable and all? How do we do that? Well, we, we just we share with Him. We, we talk to Him in every aspect of life. You know, you can worship God in every stage of life, you know, even even when you're angry, even when you're disappointed, even when you uh, you know are are numb, you can worship God in every stage. That's just by acknowledging him that he is the way, the truth and the life. God will use pain in my life and your life to draw us to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, this is what Paul says. He said, now back up to that one right before. Yep. Uh, we were crushed and overwhelmed and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good, for then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us, and He did help us. Here's the Apostle Paul going, listen, that was good. He said, we, life was difficult. We didn't know what to do. We, we couldn't even hardly breathe. But he said, that was good. We were crushed, we were overwhelmed, we were over our heads, we were ready to give up, we were discouraged, we felt like we were dying. But what did it do? He said, it turned us to God. It drew us closer to God. Have you allowed, have you allowed your discouragement, have you allowed uh, your circumstances to, to turn you to God, to make you better, not bitter? How many, how many people do you know 
uh, because of pain, uh, have turned to God and, and found Christ. How many people because, you know, not uh, uh, because of the comfort of life, because of the challenges of life have turned to Him and, and even found Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior? Um, in 2 Corinthians 7, 9, Paul says this, I am glad, and, and they were going through a lot, uh, although he said, I'm glad you know, what you went through, not because it hurt you, but because the pain turned you to God. God wants me and you to allow whatever difficulty, whatever challenge, whatever pain to draw us closer to Him. Are you closer to Him as a result of the pain in your life or are you further away? God wants to use it not only for that, but I can use my pain to draw closer to others to fulfill the purpose that He has for my life. One uh, is to worship Him. In the midst of the pain, worship Him. Number two is to fellowship. God, God will use the pain in my life to deepen my fellowship. If we allow it to, pain will deepen your love. Problems will deepen your love for those uh, around you. It will deepen your love for people. It will mature your love. Suffering sensitizes me and you. It deepens us. It transforms us. It never leaves you and me like, we, uh, like it found us. How many times have you experienced a level of of true, deep fellowship because you she went beyond just the surface level and dealt with the vulnerability of someone's life. You know, and you were willing to be vulnerable with those around you. You know, there's, there's, it's been said there's four different levels of fellowship with, you know, within the church, and I can wrap my mind around it like this. There's a fellowship of sharing. That's when we come in here and we share, how are you doing? You liking this uh, sunshiny day? Yeah, I'm liking it. You're doing okay. You know, so that's kind of the fellowship of sharing. But then there's a fellowship of studying, which some of you did a little bit earlier uh, in a group. You got around, you sat you know, with one another, and you studied God's Word. And so that takes you to a deeper level. And then there's a fellowship of serving. You know, how many times uh, have you gotten to know someone and enjoyed someone so much better because you went out and you served together? You know, some of our trips up to Ellicott City and things of that nature, it was some nasty uh, work. But, you know, you get to know and there's a deeper sense of fellowship and, you know, just camaraderie and, and serving together. But the deepest level of fellowship is the fellowship of suffering. You know, when we enter into, when we're willing to be vulnerable and share in that aspect of, of suffering. In Galatians 6.2, Paul says, by helping each other with your troubles, you truly obey the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, when you help each other in your pain or the problems that, that is going on uh, when in those troubles, you enter into that fellowship of suffering. Have you done that? See, that's what one of the purposes that God has for our life. Not just come, you know, go to church and, you know, get it. No, but it's to, to worship God no matter what's going on in our life, but also to grow closer to others in their time of need. That's one of the reasons that we share, you know, prayer requests and things of this nature. And then how can we serve those that are in need to, to share and to grow in our fellowship with those around us? Number three. Uh, pain can be used for good. I can use my pain to become more like Jesus. To become more like Jesus. Uh, problems, difficulties, discouragement, uh, whatever it may be, is always an opportunity to grow in our character, to become more like Jesus. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, which uh, uh, 
uh, one of the classes studying the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These nine qualities. How do you learn them? It's usually not in, in, in easy times, but it's in tough times. You learn to love in unlovely situations. You learn joy in, in difficult and, and grief situations. You learn peace and chaos. You learn patience and having to wait. Uh, you learn these things so often in exact opposite situations. And I can choose to let thy difficulties, my pain and my problems to make me more like Jesus or to turn me away. It's a choice. God's number one purpose in your life and my purpose is to make us more like Jesus. I like the way Proverbs 20.30 and the Good News translation says, it says sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. How many of us can testify to that? Sometimes it takes a painful experience in order for us to change our ways. Well, what's He wanting to do? He wants us to make us more like Jesus. It's not about behavior modification. He wants us to make us more like His Son, Jesus. And you go, man, I'm the Father. Well, that's the reason we choose. We say, okay, God, you're, you're wanting to teach me. I'm kind of in this opposite situation. I'm not feeling too much like Jesus. Well, okay, that's what He wants to use. The Holy Spirit in your life and my life to conform our character to His. Um, <clears throat> Hebrews 5.8 It says, Even though Jesus was God's Son, He learned obedience through the things that He suffered. Uh, you know, that, that's always been a verse that's just been amazing to me. You know, that Jesus learned obedience to the things He suffered. Here's the perfect Lamb of God, the Son of God. But it said that... Uh, that he learned obedience through the things he suffered. And then the verse 9 says, and suffering made Jesus perfect. That allowed him now to, to be the Savior for all who come to him. That Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered and that this, this suffering uh, made him perfect. Now again, I struggle with that, but that word perfect really in the Greek means complete. That completed what God sent Jesus to do. But it was completed through suffering. The truth of the matter is, there are some things, the only way that we're going to learn them is through suffering, it's through pain. We don't like to hear that. We're going, I don't like that. But we need to come to know and see that God has a plan, God has a purpose for each of our lives, and He wants us to come and surrender our, our agenda to Him and say, okay, what is it? And he's going, well, it's probably it's going to involve suffering because you live in a broken world. We love comfort, but God's saying, no, no, no. I want you to experience me. There's some things about me you can only know and experience in times of suffering. In 2 Corinthians 11, I mean 7.11, Paul says this, I like the way the message is. It. Now, isn't it wonderful all the ways in which distress, and they've been going through a tough time, has goaded you closer to God? You're more alive, you're more concerned, you're more sensitive, you're more reverent, more human, more passionate, more responsible. Looked at from any angle, you've come out of this with purity of heart. You know, Paul's talking to this group of people that had gone through a difficult They were going through a difficult time. Their life had been very, very difficult. They had gone through a persecution, suffering, pain. And here are seven things that come out of this. He's saying, you're more alive. You're more concerned. You're more sensitive. You're more relevant. More human. More passionate. More responsible. 
How amazing is that? How many of us wouldn't like more of that in our life? Then, if that's the case, if we do, then we just need to ask Him. We need to choose to cooperate with Him because pain, difficulties, problems will transform us and never leaves us where it started. We'll become better or we'll become bitter. And as, as we come to see and understand Paul's perspective here, it's when we begin to understand more of what God is wanting to do in each of our lives, what God's wanting to do through our body as we also embrace these purposes that He has for us. Here's what we see from Paul. And I'm going to read a couple of passages for you so you've got to listen. They're not on, your, they're not on the screen, not on your outline. 2 Corinthians 11. 23 through 28, many of you will recognize this, Paul's personal testimony. He says, I've been put in jail more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five times I was whipped uh, with 39 lashes. Think about that. I mean, five times 39. That's how many scars he had on his back. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and day adrift at sea. I faced dangers from flooded rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from angry crowds and mobs. I faced danger in the city and in the deserts and even on the stormy seas. I faced dangers from people who claim to be Christians but aren't. I've lived with weariness and pain and sleepless nights. And this is a guy that God used to write most of the New Testament. He said, I've often been hungry and thirsty. I've often gone without food. I've often shivered with cold without enough clothing to keep warm. Besides all this, I had the daily burdens of all the churches I've started. Isn't that amazing? He kind of put that in at the end. He said, you know, you think of all this is going on. He goes, and then there's the churches. Lord, forgive us. If anybody had a right to complain or to give up, you would think it would be Paul. All these things that have happened into his life. And yet, here's his attitude, 2 Corinthians 4. Listen to these words, 2 Corinthians 4, 8-10. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get back up again and keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. I mean, that's, got, that's somebody who's got a whole different perspective. I mean, and what we see is that what makes a difference in Paul's life is he's not looking at life you know, through the world's perspective. He's not looking at life through contemporary perspective. He's looking at it from an eternal perspective. As a matter of fact, he's looking at it from God's perspective. And God wants me and you as His children to come to a place that we know this is His story. This is God's story. And if we're going to experience the freedom and the abundance and the joy and the victory in our life, then we need to stop seeing from the world's perspective and see it from God's perspective. All of life. For some of us, it's just saying, Lord, I just want to confess because I've been just so wrapped up in world thing that... I, that it's kept me, even as a follower of yours, from experiencing the victory and you using the problems and the difficulties and the, and, and the struggles in my life for your glory and to make me more like Jesus. You and I can handle unbelievable pain and difficulty and problems if we see purpose in it. So it may be that your prayer and my prayer today is like, Lord, just 
Help me to have your perspective and to see your purpose and what I'm going through. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18. He said, For this reason we never become discouraged, even though our physical being is gradually decaying, yet our spiritual being is renewed day after day. And these temporary troubles we suffer will bring us a tremendous and eternal glory, much greater than the trouble. For we fix our attention... You might want to underline for we fix our attention where so often our attention our focus fit we fix our attention not on the things that are seen but on things that are unseen what can be seen lasts only for a time but what cannot be seen lasts forever he says don't look at the problems don't look at the pain don't look at the difficulty don't look at the tragedy but look beyond to the reward that god has for us because it's his story and he has invited us into that Jesus did the same thing. In, in Hebrews it says, Jesus endured the cross because He was looking forward to the prize. Moses, it says also in Hebrews 11, Moses endured suffering because uh, he had his eyes on the prize, on his reward. I don't know what may be true of your life, what discouragements, what problems, what tragedy, what difficulties, uh, what disappointments. Physical, financial, emotional, relational. And then there may be that there's just this prolonged problem that you've had in your life uh, that, that you just go, it's just not going away. It's just been there. I call that the how long test. You know, David asked him that about the how long test. A lot of how long? How long is this going to go on? You know, you may not see it. Uh, 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 you see no end at that. To the, to, to the problem, to what's going on. You don't see a way through it. You see no end to the pain. You don't see a solution on the horizon. You're in the tunnel. You can't uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you're discouraged and you feel like, yeah, I've given up. Let the Word of God and the encouragement and the testimony of Paul encourage you. Saying that, hey, listen, part of it is, is just surrendering your perspective, surrendering your situation, whatever is going to surrender to Him. And let Him show you that He's greater than that. Let Him remind you through Calvary that He's greater than that. And it's the choice to just trust Him. Trust Him in the midst of that. God's got a purpose. Whatever you may be going through, whatever problems, pain, difficulties, uh, heartaches, whatever it may be, God's got a purpose. And that's to, to enable you to worship Him. Enable you to grow closer and deeper in fellowship, uh, which is a demonstration of the love and, and the life of Jesus Christ in order for you to become more like Jesus, to be a better disciple of His. But also, I can use my pain to help others. And this is a service aspect. God created each and every one of us to be His servants. Uh, I can use my pain to help others. This is so often called redemptive suffering. It's suffering for the benefit of others. Uh, and how many of you have been ministered to because of someone else who has experienced what you've gone through and you see hope because you see how God worked in their life. Here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1. He says, God comforts us in all of our troubles. Let's back up. How many of your problems will God comfort you in? All of them. God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Boom, there it is. 
That's redemptive suffering. Then, when others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You can be sure that the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. So when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your benefit and salvation. For when God comforts us, it is so that we in turn can be an encouragement to you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. So here's what Paul is saying is that we first come to that place, get God's perspective. You're going, ah, I'm just not Paul. No, 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 no. God knows you. God created you. God never sets you up for failure. God sets you up in order to experience His peace and His victory or whatever, whatever it may be. God knows you. He knows you're not, not Paul because He didn't need another Paul. He needed you. And so we come to that place and we go, God, I don't get it. I mean, my life's been a mess. This has been a problem. I've struggled with this. This, this is going on. Stuff that's happened to me. Something that I brought on to myself. Whatever it may be. And then we come to that place that we just surrender before Lord to the Lord and we go, wait a minute. Lord, you want to use this in order that I may know you better and love you more. You want, you want to use this in my life in order that I, I may be real with other people. That, that, that we can actually be vulnerable and be transparent and not fake. You want to use this in order to shape me and conform me more to the image of Your Son, Jesus Christ. But You want to use this in my life and give me comfort and victory in my life so that I can serve other people. See, we've never really experienced full healing until we get our eyes off ourselves until we start serving others. Even in the midst of the pain. Even though you're going, I'm not over this yet. He said, that's alright. Because you can still share how God sustained you today. In that, God wants to use problems, difficulties, challenges, discouragement, whatever it may be, in order to, so that you can serve others. Who better to help a struggling veteran than somebody who's been a veteran? Who who better to help you know a parent uh, that lo has lost a child than one who has lost a child? You know who better to to deal with someone's pain than someone who's experienced that? God created us in order to, to use us in the lives of others. Lastly, I can use my pain to witness to the world. I can use my pain to witness to the world. Uh, you know, oftentimes when we talk about witnessing, you know, people get uptight. But one of the things that believers and unbelievers have in common is they both get nervous when you talk about evangelism. But here's the deal. Evangelism simply means it comes from the great word, good news. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and, and the highest form of, being, of, of sharing is whenever you're able to give testimony just like Paul of how he has made him an overcomer. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Allowing whatever difficulty, whatever tragedy, whatever problem in your life to to go in and to walk into somebody's life and be able to share honestly and humbly how God has worked and how Jesus has made you an overcomer as well. You know, people aren't impressed so much um, by our prosperity, but they're, they're, they're impressed 
by how we handle adversity. And that, that goes a, a long way. Uh, that gives a sense of credibility. Matter of fact, God helps us to understand that it's in our weakness that we actually gain a hearing from so many people. But we have to be authentic. Here's what Paul says in Philippians 1.12. He says, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me, and, we, and we've been reading what has happened to him, all kind of, everything that has happened to me, here has helped to spread the good news. Here's, here's the amazing thing that God wants you to know is that you go, man, look at all this happened to me. And you're going, oh, pitiful me. And God's going, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? I am the great I am. I, I'm the one that will allow you in your sense of despair and suffering to come out in victory. I will use whatever pain, whatever problems, whatever suffering that you've had in order to be a testimony so that other people can know the salvation of Jesus Christ. Who is the best example of that? I mean, it's Christ. It's what Jesus did for you. What's the greatest witness of God's love? You know, it's not, it's not what Jesus said. It's not the sermons that He preached. It's not the Sermon on the Mount. It's not even the miracles that He did. The greatest witness of God's love is the suffering of Jesus that Jesus did for me and you when He died on Calvary. And that's the reason we, as we sang earlier, we looked to the Son. He was willing to die and to suffer for you. And it became that redemptive suffering through which you're able to share honestly and sincerely and humbly that, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. He wants you to make that your declaration today to see Him work in and through the problem and the pains that you have in your life. If you've got some problems today, I want to encourage you just to come and surrender them to Jesus, to worship Him, to worship Him with that. And it may be, God, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. This has been going on so long. You, you Just being in communication with Him is worshiping Him. Worship. Be honest with Him. Be angry with Him. What, he can handle it. Whatever it is, take it right now and just kind of present it to Him and say, God, I want you to use the problems, the pains, the disappointments in my life not only to make me more like Christ and, and to give me Your abundant life, but so that I can use them in the life of others. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, we just come before You today and we ask uh, that You help each of us not to waste the problems, the hurts, and the pains of our life. Lord, let us not spend any more time you know, whining or moaning those, but Lord, just to come and just cast our cares on You because You care for us. Lord, You've called us into a relationship with You. You created us for that relationship. If you're here this morning and you don't, you know, you, you know about religion, you know about God and all that, but you've never, you've never experienced Him personally. You've never invited Jesus into your heart. You've never trusted Him as your personal Lord and Savior. You've never acknowledged, Lord, you know, I've just been trying to, to do life and add religion, but I want to come and acknowledge that, you know, I'm a sinner and my sin separates me from You. 
And the only solution to that is what you have done for me on the cross and through your resurrection. Jesus, you are who you say you are. I want to invite you into my life. If you've never done that, today is the day. As He, through His Spirit, is just knocking on your heart's door saying, I love you and I want to save you. I want you to experience life and life eternal. Those problems you've had, that's led you to me. Just cast them to Him right now. It may be that you're here and you're a believer and, 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 and yet the pain has become so much and the problem's so overwhelming that you... Instead of running to God, you've just kind of been running from Him. Today, He's saying, come home. Look to the Son. Allow Me to do what only I can do in your life. Experience My freedom. Experience My grace. Experience My hope. Father, we thank You that today is not just some information, but it's a day where You offer Your amazing grace your forgiveness, your love, and your truth. You offer us your son. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.